Welcome to Hardware Addicts, a proud member of the Destination Linux Network. Hardware Addicts is the podcast that focuses on the physical components that power our technology world. In this episode, we're going to discuss a recent product unveiling at CES. It's all virtual this year, of course. The Consumer Electronics Show by Lenovo is the product that we're going to discuss, specifically targeting the AR world and answering the question, are the days of having two or three monitors sitting on your desk a thing of the past? Then we head to Camera Corner, where Wendy is going to discuss graphics tablets. So sit back, relax, and plug in, because Hardware Addict starts now. I'm Ryan, your tech guide through the universe, and with me today are my two co-hosts, Wendy, our resident photographer extraordinaire and hardware enthusiast, along with Michael, the software sage and hardware padawan. Let's find out what tech adventures everyone has had this week. Michael, did you buy something new? I did buy something new, and I was very disappointed with it. I did take it out of the box pretty early, too. Uh, with only like a day or two. So so the first progress. time you follow our instructions, take something out of the box early, you're disappointed by Very it. Very disappointed by it, yes. Uh, so the okay, problem is, is that I... took it out of the box early <laughs> so you can return it if you wanted to instead of it now being five, is six, true. seven months that old. That is true. I can actually return it. So the problem with it is that it was a, it's an LED light and it was a fairly expensive light for what it's supposed to be. And it's the whole thing is that it has the different levels of Kelvin and stuff, but also it's RGB. So it has every kind of color. It also had like a, a tripod mount and some magnet stuff. So it would like attach to a, any kind of metal surface. And that it, it sounded really, really cool. And then I tried to change the color and found that I have to use an app that requires me to give them way too much information for a light. So. In order to like use your geographic this, location, you said one hundred percent. Yes, they they require your GPS to be on and connected so that they can track you as you change the color. That's like, so much nope. It's nerp, right? Exactly. It's very nerp. And there's so many. There was actually more than that. It also required access to my camera, my files on my on my phone, and all a b- bunch of other stuff. And Bluetooth had to be on. And I get the Bluetooth part because you know. You have to change That's it how somehow. It communicates. But the GPS, wh- why? Wh- why? I-, I hate these kinds of apps that do this. And they were like, it's it's so modern and, and great. And then we're going to take all of your data after yeah. you've paid a ridiculous amount of money for this so light. <laughs> You're like, doing the right thing, crazy. though. You're not keeping it. You didn't just go, well, I really want to use it. So I'll go ahead and deal with it. And you're sending it back where right. it belongs. Into exactly. the ether. Right into the ether. Hopefully I can find something that allows me to have something that is similar in terms of functionality, but also not um, insane with the data that it wants. Because, you know, actually, it should only have access to Bluetooth. That's all they need. So if I can find something that does that, fantastic. Otherwise, I'll figure it out. I'll figure out something else. Nice. So, Wendy, what have you been up to? That tablet that I talked about on the last episode showed up and... I really, really tried to be a Michael in this instance. The tablet showed up on a Wednesday and my case and screen protector wasn't supposed to be here until the following Monday. So I told myself I wasn't going to touch it. I wasn't going to play with it. And within 10 minutes of it arriving, it was out of the box and powered on and I was setting it up. 
So someday, someday work. you'll be able to to, to hold <laughs> off on it. Someday, I, that's I, not I, the I goal, couldn't. Michael. The goal what? is for you to become like us. Oh, oh, I misunderstood. My bad. But I didn't break it or scratch it in the time between it arriving and my case and screen protector coming. So now it's all protected. Plus, I have the official keyboard that goes to it. And one of the things that I don't like about this quote unquote keyboard case is it doesn't protect any of the outside bezels. Right. When I think of a case, I want it to wrap all the way around. so There's not going to be any scratches or that kind of thing. But I have to say. For a chiclet styled keyboard and one that's made for a tablet, it actually has a pretty decent feel to it. It's pretty easy to type on. And while it does have some flex, right, it's a keyboard style cover, it actually feels pretty good. We have, of course, you know, watched shows on it. Um, I recently also got a series of new piercings. And so while I'm soaking them and taking care of them, we watch shows. Though I have to say, I've already used it for work related purposes. So, ha, Ryan, work too. Darn it. <laughs> well, now it's a tax write-off, so that's actually a win in your case. Well, I, I hate to say, though, that I I like it more than I think I should, right? It's, it's a tablet, and I put a keyboard on it, and I shouldn't like it as much as I do, but I, I really am happy that with are, it. That reminds me, um, what's a computer? Oh, my gosh, not that <laughs> Apple commercial. There. Yeah, no. Wow. <laughs> So this week I've been playing with the G903 Logitech mouse. I got this as a Christmas present. This is the Lightspeed. You like that? They named it Lightspeed. Yeah, rolls off the tongue. I mean, it's nice. it is better other than the whole G903. So they consider this the pro grade wireless version of the mouse, and I typically have been playing with many other versions of mice and have stayed away from Logitech for a good little while. But I came back with the G903. One of the things I really liked about this one, besides the ridiculous DPI and the great tracking and the fact that it's wireless, which I haven't had a wireless mouse in a long time because they just weren't really that great when it came to gaming and things. But they've gotten so much better, so much faster in the responsiveness that I thought I'd give it a try is the ambidextrous nature of this particular mouse. Now, it's not just that it's shaped without a curve with us people who are Southpaws a special breed of people who use the right side of our brain. We can't utilize a mouse that has one. We can use one, but it just doesn't feel right if it has a slight curve to it. And all the mouse mouses that you usually see for the most part in the store have that curve. So it's ambidextrous because it's got that straight profile, no curve, but also the side buttons are removable. So you can basically pull off one of the plates that, where buttons would wouldn't go typically and move it to the other side and move your buttons to the side that you want them on so that again if you want your buttons on the other side of the mouse because you're left-handed like me you have that feature as well so you can actually use all of the functionality of your mouse which was really really cool in addition this also has weights that you can add or remove into the mouse to make it the right weight for you that you want and it lasts over 140 hours without having to charge it, which is pretty cool as well. So I've been really happy with this mouse so far. I haven't been in better at games, like it said, or don't worry, that's coming. I could be. That's yeah, coming. I, I figure eventually I'll just be yeah, better yeah. at games. So I'm very happy so far with the Logitech G903. It looks pretty cool too. Like it looks futuristic and everything. Yeah, it's like I know. A I absolutely love my 503, and it also has the weights in the bottom. And that is, that's a really neat thing to have in your mouse. And I have all the weights in mine. I like the heavier. Me too. Mouse. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, so I'm I'm curious as to long term how this one lasts, especially battery life. Like how how well does the battery keep its charge over a year or whatever? Does it start to go bad? Yeah, that's a really good point. We'll see as we keep playing with this. But overall, Logitech, you got my attention. You got my attention. Mm. This episode of Hardware Addicts is brought to you by DigitalOcean. DigitalOcean recently announced their new app platform service, which is a service to build modern cloud-native apps. With App Platform, you can build, deploy, scale apps and static websites quickly and easily. Simply point to your GitHub repository and let the App Platform do all the heavy lifting for you. It has support for multiple languages like Node.js, Python, Go, PHP, Ruby. It also has support for static sites and Docker. DigitalOcean runs their new App Platform service on their own infrastructure, so your costs are significantly lower than with other products. And this new App Platform is on top of DigitalOcean's Kubernetes providing a smoother migration path so that you can take more control of your infrastructure setup. As a listener of the Hardware Addicts podcast and a member of the DLN community, you can get started on the app platform for free. Actually, better than free because DigitalOcean is giving you a $100 free credit when you go to do.co slash DLN. Again, go to do.co slash DLN to get started with your $100 free credit on DigitalOcean's new app platform service. We want to thank DigitalOcean for sponsoring this episode of Hardware Addicts. This week, we're going to cover one of the things that have come out of CES, the virtual event this year. And the one that really caught my attention today is the Lenovo Think Reality AR glasses. Now, do either of you remember Google Glasses back in 2013? This was supposed to be absolutely, absolutely. It was it was revolutionary. Sort of. It, it was. And even though I wasn't kind of. back then in 2013, perhaps I was still a fan of Google. I don't remember. But certainly it was something I was interested in, even if I wasn't a fan, just because of the cyberpunk aspect of it and wearing a computer on my face. Of course, I right. Would. I mean, who wouldn't? <laughs> or how about the Microsoft HoloLens or Apple's AR or Facebook's AR? All either these ones we've mentioned have entered the market or they're a prototype or they're rumored to come out. But we've really not seen any of these hit the mainstream in a way that, well, everybody could go buy them. I guess the closest would be Google Glasses because I think they came out with some other versions of them, but they're just for the enterprise. And the ones that consumers could sign up to get for were like 1500 plus bucks. Yeah, they were were very expensive. Yeah, it's one of those things where I, I keep wondering, where is AR going? When are we going to see AR become a thing? where we can all start using it because I always thought that AR was the technology over VR that was just going to take off like crazy because of the aspects from a, not just a gaming perspective, but a business perspective as well. And so Lenovo releases this new device out today. And some of the things that it will allow you to do are pretty impressive, like having four or five screens at a time, if you want through these glasses. Now, you both took a look at these glasses. Is this something you would go wear out in the public to hang out with your friends? Uh, no, well, it, no, absolutely no, not. Really. Not. It also looks like <laughs> it's tethered even. It's, it looks like it's tethered. So you couldn't even walk, walk around with it and, <laughs> or anything. But uh, no, these are, when I first saw them, I was like, oh, I, I was so looking forward to a, a time where we got AR glasses that looked cool. We're still waiting. Well, the Google glasses didn't look bad. I mean, come on. I mean, they weren't they were cool. Okay. They looked kind of I, I would weird. wear them. They, w- they looked kind of lame, honestly. Now uh, that I'm married, do I really care about how stupid the glasses look as long as yes, I've got 
Absolutely. Okay. Because you still you still you look at yourself in the mirror and go, Oh my goodness, why? Because like, the, the Google Glass is at least small enough that they didn't look quite so out of place on your face. This set are absolutely like gigantic. And part of that has got to be so you have the ability to have all of those screens virtually across right size probably does help there. Um, especially I saw that it's got some different buttons and that kind of thing on it. But if I'm if I'm wearing something day to day out and about, I don't want them to be that big. I buy my regular prescription glasses just as small as I can possibly get them. Granted, my prescription sunglasses are, are a whole lot bigger, but my regular day to day prescription glasses are as small as they can be. When I first saw these, they kind of made me like they look like um, the welding goggles. <laughs> it's just so huge. Well, Lenovo's not thinking of the consumer here, so I want to give them some credit. First of all, a lot of companies aren't releasing anything at all. They're just rumored to. Lenovo's out here with the products, so props to them for that. And like Google, they are going after the enterprise. So I guess they figure if you're somebody who's an engineer or a graphic designer, somebody utilizing this technology, then you don't care how you look in the workplace. And I just imagine being at work having, because when you do see a picture of these, they're very thick. They're very big. They almost have like a bifocal, like the old school bifocal, like lens over top of another pair of glasses. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, when I'm at work, I still wouldn't want to be staring off into the world with those things on, but they have a product out. So there's that. That is true. They are actually putting some progress onto the process of making AR glasses. So that's nice. And uh, the name of it isn't terrible. It's not good. But Think Reality <laughs> AR is okay, I guess. But, uh, you know, at least at least it's not like just completely nonsensical. Like XR75B2-01. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Which I'm pretty sure that was the first version they, they, they were going to name it. Definitely the best place to start with a product like this and maybe getting some of the, the bugs worked out or working directly with companies that are wanting to utilize this kind of technology so you can figure out the best software to pair with them and the best features to have as part of them and how well they work in that environment where there's a little more control, especially when it comes to what kind of systems that they're being paired with. And Enterprise is a great place to start. That's a good point. And a lot of companies are doing this new futuristic workplace, right, uh, where they don't have cubicles. A lot of people work on one long desk, even if you're in a call center. It's, it's disastrous, but that's beside the point. This is the trend that's going on right now. So a lot of these big companies are tearing down the cubicle walls and it's a big open workspace, but you have no privacy, right? Your monitors are open for everybody to see. I hear people talking about being next to a conference room. So everybody in the conference room, their desk is in front of. So the people in the conference room are staring at their monitors the whole time, seeing everything that they do, which makes it really hard to play solitaire and things while you're working. Because, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's that's a, that's a, that's a travesty right there. It is indeed. So Lenovo thought about that, right? They thought about this privacy aspect. So if you put these glasses on, you connect them to your computer. You can have up to five screens. You've got privacy. Nobody else can see what you're looking at, right? You've got all of your different screens up in different areas. You could do 3D visualization. So they have a version, a couple versions of these, an enterprise model and a PC edition, I guess they're calling it. But the enterprise model allows you to put some more safety 
glasses or lenses or some additional layer to it, it looks like, for protection. But if you're in, say, a situation where you're looking at a particular component and you want to blow it up like a minority report style and you want to see the specs of that particular circuit or plug or something that you're working on, you could imagine how advantageous that would be to be able to do that visually right there without having to lug around the laptop because they have a version that plugs into a phone, one of the Motorola phones specifically, or you just have access to all of your files right there as you're taking a look at things that may have broke down or anything along that those lines. So I think it's there's some really cool. I think AR is the coolest thing if we can just get them in glasses that don't look ridiculous. I, I would love to have something to play with. And I think Google Glasses actually came the closest when I look at the looks of yeah. glasses to achieving that. Google Glass wasn't wasn't terrible. The problem was is that they were designed so that they require like if you already wore glasses you could not use them because they were their own frame and they had to sit on your your face like regular glasses. So you you couldn't use them at the same time and they didn't have an attachment thing for some reason uh, because it like messed the lenses would mess up the Google Glass or whatever. And this one is kind of making it so it can sort of wrap around your glasses if you have them. So that's interesting. I'm glad that they're, you know, looking into that. But uh, I do think it's really, really cool to have the 3D visualization that you're talking about, like being able to do the min- minority report or like um, I really, really want it to a point where I could just look off into the random space and then see like Iron Man type of stuff popping up and be able to manipulate it. Thing. Like, that'd be amazing. I want it very much. Please yeah, you're it. talking about the movie where he's uh, was it Jarvis where he's basically just popping up different screens yeah, and exactly. specs and yeah, it's like yeah, this no, okay, move it, and you just kind of like manipulate the air and the model changes based on your movements of your hands and like I know that that's not what this is, but I really want that. So let's let's work towards that, everyone. I, this I is the first agree. step to you getting that, Michael. Yeah, yes, it is. Yes, Lenovo, thank you. It's stage one to <laughs> Iron Man. I'm not really surprised that it's actually paired with a Motorola phone because Lenovo bought out Motorola. So you might see other integrations along those lines as they continue or if they keep going with this path. Yeah, I was a little disappointed, honestly, that it was locked to just Motorola. But now that you say that, that makes a lot of sense why they're starting with the Motorola phone specifically there to launch this particular product out. There's so many applications, to your point, though, Michael, about what you could do with this device there may be back to your joke about the commercial what's a computer a point where this is how kids interact with their computers in the future and so they may actually make that statement unlike they would for an ipad but you could choose your workspace a virtual monitor next to your laptop or your kitchen table so as you're you know working on your regular laptop you can have a secondary screen that's in virtual while you're looking at a regular screen which would be pretty cool They talked about private display in a coffee shop or if you're at an airport or somewhere else, nobody can see what you're working on or looking at. Uh, Customizable and secure virtual monitor experience. So swivel monitors, move virtual monitors around or lock them to the movement of your head. So no matter where you're going, you know, your monitors will follow your head movement, which is a pretty awesome thing as well. Yeah, it sounds pretty cool. And I like the fact that it's got the multi-display thing to having like what well, you said up to five or something like having that kind of thing is really, really interesting. So you could have like the regular ones in front of you and then have the uh, multiple extras. So you have like virtual desktops, but all available to you at any posi- at any point in time. Like that's kind of, it's really cool. Maybe it's a bit excessive, but I would use that a lot. 
mean, we're on so, hardware addicts. It's all about excessive here. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Who's used multi-monitors knows how much more efficient you can be with especially different workflows when you have a lot of windows and that kind of thing open. Multi-monitors help a bunch. So having them virtual where you can move them around, change them up depending on what you're working on or what that person needs in particular. And for companies, yeah, these glasses might be pretty expensive up front, but you're not buying each individual employee five monitors for their workstation. There you go. It features stereoscopic 1080p displays. This is okay to be 1080p in this case, even though I'm yeah, it's right I'm next done to your with eyeball. 1080p. <laughs> right, because it's next to your eyeball. I'm done with 1080p, seeing it on laptops that are over $1,000. But 1080p here with five virtual displays is acceptable, considering this is an emerging technology, and there's only so much that processor can handle. Speaking of, a little processor in this device. It's using a Qualcomm Snapdragon XR1 powering this, which also happens to power the Google Enterprise glasses. So they're using similar technology there. Another one of those places where ARM is the best choice when it comes to processor. You couldn't do this with your regular desktop processor. No, absolutely not. The power requirements would just be way too heavy here. Now, they have two models, PC and an enterprise model. Like we mentioned, the PC edition tethers to a laptop and uh, gives you that option for having the five virtual. The other one tethers to your Motorola phone for more of a hands-free AR experience. I don't think this thing's going to sell gangbusters, but I love the fact they have a product out there that we have more companies creating AR products, and they're taking the risk of being one of the first ones out the door with it. Because I think AR is, in a huge way, the future. I think it's going to be the future to push VR forward by itself, the virtual reality aspects. And you're going to get enough people into it or willing to spend the money because of the business aspects that AR brings to it. Not that VR doesn't have some business applications, but AR just has far, far more where you're able to see your regular environment, but also add in those augmented reality portions of the environment to really enhance your overall experience. And I, I just want to see this come to the consumer market. I want to be the first person walking around. Do you remember when everyone had the Bluetooth, the Bluetooth microphones in their ears? Oh, yes. And they would be talking randomly at a grocery store, at a restaurant. <laughs> you're like, who are they talking to? Oh, I see what you're to? saying. You're talking about like the jawbone stuff or whatever. Yeah, the yeah. jawbone. Yeah. yeah. When everybody was doing that, that's what's going to happen with the virtual reality stuff. At some point, everybody's going to be walking around with these VR glasses Families are going to talk to each other even less. But the good news is we'll have the <laughs> internet right at our fingertips. Yeah, and we'll be almost close to Iron Man. So there we won't be go. talking much, but we, we, we might have Iron Man at that point. Or at least the Jarvis part of it. So I have to know, after hearing about this device, obviously this one's not for the consumers, but does this make you excited for augmented reality? Is this something you're looking forward to in the future of technology? I've always wanted to, to have AR become more of a thing because when I first saw the different demo, demonstrations for just like the concept art and stuff like that, or like the demo that uh, Microsoft did for HoloLens, like HoloLens is a very cool idea. And I do think that it'd be awesome to have that sort of stuff where you get this augmented reality. You sort of have like a heads up display at all times. And I think that would be very, very cool to have. I'm more interested in the VR aspects, but in terms of actually like, usability and value for a long-term usage ar is going to have in my opinion the better options and better play there because i would assume since you still have the real world around you through ar 
you won't get motion sickness and stuff like that, like VR will give you. So, I mean, I think that's why it would has the most light. I'm just kind of surprised that it's taking so long that these companies haven't really pushed it at all. Whereas you have more people putting it going into VR of all things. So like it, what people, when they first saw the AR VR stuff, everybody was saying that AR is more likely. And yet the AR is the least being pushed. Yeah. when you think seven years from 2013, when Google glasses first released, of course, this is Google who kills every project practically that they start. But in my opinion, anyways, you're welcome lawyers. Yeah. I'm going to uh, send you that message on Google wave. <laughs> Um, so <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll log into all of these gone Google products that have released and gone, but you think of the amount of time that has passed that we would have a version for the consumers that would at least be price effective, but hopefully this is successful for Lenovo in the enterprise market to some degree enough to get other companies to start thinking about augmented reality and we'll have some glasses that we can walk around with that way. When we go to conferences and things and you all want to come see us and meet us. You can try to talk to us, and if we're not paying attention, you know, oh, they must have augmented reality glasses on. Yeah, you'll just, you could just throw up something on our heads-up display, and that way we could, you know. Yeah, that way we things. know you're there. <laughs> yeah, I, I love the idea feature. of this kind of, of project. And one of the reasons why I feel it's taken so long to have these out to the mass public is, one, you have to have good battery management Two, you have to have screens that don't make people sick while they're looking at them. One of my biggest concerns in thinking about having an AR device is what kind of eye strain is that going to cause? Is that going for me? Is that going to be a migraine trigger? And I know there's other people in the community that also deal with migraines. So that is something they would be wondering about all the screen stuff, the battery life, the connectivity and the size, how well do they hold up on day to day as you're moving, taking them off and putting them on? What is the construction like? How are they built? So maybe some of the reason why it's been seven years is because they're still working on making sure that they can hold up long enough for people to actually, okay, I can buy them. Noah used Google Glass and absolutely loved them, but didn't he go through quite a few pairs? Like in the wintertime, he went from California to like North Dakota or whatever, and it broke it because it changed climate and it wasn't, they didn't have a preparation for that or something like that. So, yeah, I think you're right. There's, there's definitely some fundamental like manufacturing issues they had to cover, they had to go through. But I'm just surprised that it was only one company putting in that effort versus like now there's a few that seem to be trying it like the the rumor about the ar from apple is really interesting but there's you know it's just surprising that it's taken so long for other companies to even attempt i mean nobody wants facebook ar and nobody would even trust it much like their <laughs> fantastic vr product they released that doesn't require a separate console but nobody wants because of the privacy implications i think hololens from microsoft would be interesting and the Apple AR will be really interesting because they will focus on the consumer in their product lineup. And probably if they come to market first, if people don't start getting things out here, then they'll probably be in a world of trouble if they wait for Apple to do it first, just based on the history. Yeah, that's that's fair. It'll be uh, the Apple reality at that point. for AR. Yeah, Apple reality. Imagine that. This episode of Hardware X is sponsored by Bitwarden. Bitwarden is the password manager that we use and trust. Bitwarden lets you set up things like a pin to easily access your password manager, 
as well as additional authentications such as master passwords and adding phrases to fingerprint security, all to keep your passwords safe. Bitwarden is the easiest and safest way for individuals, teams, and businesses to store, share, and sync their sensitive data. Go to bitwarden.com slash DLN to get started for free. Bitwarden is the password manager that I use and trust because Bitwarden is 100% open source. You can self-host it, plus they have security audits and share that information with you so you can see exactly what's going on with your password manager. Go to bitwarden.com slash DLN to get started for free. But if you're like me, you're going to want to go ahead and get that premium account. You have one gigabyte of encrypted file storage, two-step authentication with YubiKey, U2F, or Duo, Vault Health Reports, TOTP authenticators, storage and generation, priority customer service, all of this for just $10 a year. Make the smart move like many of the community have and go to bitwarden.com slash DLN to get started for free. Thanks to Bitwarden for sponsoring this episode of Hardware Addicts. All right, Wendy, take us into the camera corner and let us know what's going on with graphics tablets. What's that got to do with cameras? Well, it has everything to do with editing the pictures that you've taken with those Uh. cameras. And the tablet that I got recently was kind of an inspiration for this camera corner. It has the pen on it. You can do the drawing. You can do photo editing on the tablet with the pen. And this is something that I've been using or utilizing for quite a while now, pretty much since I started, um, especially working professionally on pictures. So what is a graphics tablet? Typically, they are connected to your computer. It has a slab on it and a pen to which you're drawing on. So it's an input besides your keyboard or your mouse in which you are manipulating things on your screen. Some of them have actual screens on them. So you're looking at your drawing or your picture on the screen. Those are definitely going to be way more expensive than anything I've used directly connected to my computer. What are some of the things to look for if you're deciding, you know, I'm doing more editing. I'd like to have a little bit more fine control. And that's definitely what a graphics tablet gives you. It gives you that really fine control in working on smaller spaces or editing, manipulating images that is really hard to get when you're using a mouse. Does the tablet you are purchasing work with whatever operating system you have. Some work really good with Windows. Some work really good with Mac. Some will work on a Linux base. There are drivers, Wacom drivers, Wacom Wacom, however you want to pronounce that, drivers that are available for Linux, which I've used my Wacom Wacom on Linux before. (laughs) Like I said, I, I never know how to pronounce their their name. I've heard different people. I talk think it's about Wacom, but I'm probably the, wrong. Al- the only one I've heard that I think is accurate is Wacom, but I haven't ever seen a like an official announcement. But like Wacom tablets have been around for many many years, and they are yes. very popular in uh, design work as well. They are definitely one of the most popular graphics tablets, and I have to say. They are popular for a reason. They are a little more expensive, but the quality of their tablets and their styluses, in my personal experience, has been great. 
So that is one of the reasons why most people are drawn to that brand. Their quality is really good and they have a variety in, does it have a screen on it or is it, it's kind of rough, the tablet ones that don't have a screen. So you can hear almost like you're writing on paper as you're using them. Yeah. They have a texture that makes it feel, it kind of feels, it's like a giant touchpad that is meant for drawing and uh, has the more sensitivity because the best thing about these things is that they they are pressure sensitive so in the design world when the the more pressure you put it's like the more ink you put down on the paper kind of thing yes or in the term of editing pictures the more pressure you have the more opacity you'll have so if it's a light touch then you're just letting a little bit of the bottom picture through or a little bit of whatever you're using and the harder you push then the more you're seeing this is great for when I'm doing layering of images like landscapes and stuff where there are multiple versions of an image that I'm bringing together to make one finished. This is where having that pressure sensitivity makes a huge difference. So instead of going back and forth on opacity, it's just depending on the pressure of the pen on the tablet can do that. And bringing up pressure sensitivity when you're looking at purchasing one of these, that's going to be one of the price differences between tablets. What is the level of pressure sensitivity? How does it connect? What is the size of it? How many buttons does it have? Does the pen have batteries that need to be replaced? All of these things are going to go into A, how fine-tuned you can be in using the tablet and pen and to your overall price up front for that tablet and pen. This can get very expensive. One of the things that drew me in, even though I can't draw and I don't edit photos, but drew I still was in. like... I see what you did there. Yeah, did you see what I did <laughs> yeah. there? Yeah. Uh, that always made me like, I want to play with one just because is the Surface Studio 2 computer that has the zero gravity hinge where the entire monitor basically comes down and can lay entirely flat at the base mm -hmm. of the computer built into the stand. So you can draw on it, you can pinch and zoom. I just think it's so cool to watch people develop on these types of things. But they're very expensive, and most people will go with the external kind of Wacom thing. But as far as the tablet, you have like the Galaxy Tab. What is your ability to edit on something like that? Obviously, a lot less expensive and has multiple purposes. Yeah, actually, I've been messing with not necessarily photo editing on it yet. That is one thing I have plans to do. But we've put Krita on the Samsung tablet. The kids have been playing with it. I've been playing with it. And I have to say... I'm really impressed in not just writing notes, but the control that you have with the Samsung pen on the tablet. That's very awesome. Obviously, they're getting better and better every single year when they come out with these different devices and the technology for the sensitivities getting better. That's just very awesome. Nothing I could ever use because I'm not <laughs> artistic, but I like watching other people create stuff with them. I think it's awesome. This is I one of the things those. that I thought my daughter would jump on because she loves to draw. So I figured she'd be the one stealing my tablet the most and drawing on it. And she told me today that she just prefers regular paper and pencils. Okay, I have a solution for this. My six and seven year old found an app on their iPads that is a tattoo artist app. So I know what they'll be when they grow up. 
and it allows you to use your um, pen to basically pretend you're a tattoo artist. And they found this to be the greatest thing ever. So there you go. Maybe you get the tattoo artist pen or app and uh, let them go to town with that. Great. They can design my next tattoo. There There you go. go. (laughs) Well, that's it. Our 27th episode of Hardware Addicts is a wrap in 2021, nonetheless. Thank you for listening to the show that brings you your bi-weekly tech fix. And if you're not all lit up on tech yet, then be sure to check out all the great content on the Destination Linux Network. Head to DestinationLinux.network to check out all these amazing podcasts and YouTube partners available there. There's so much to fill your brains with. Remember, there's no such thing as too much hardware. Learn, build, innovate, and grow. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we'll see you next time for another augmented episode of Hardware Addicts, where we always think reality. Oh, God, Michael. Mm-hmm.